recording, or at least I hope we are, because we're doing this for the first time over Skype. We're not doing it face-to-face. We're back. I'm Samuel Finlay, sitting not across from me, but sitting in another room in Young, supposedly. I'm still not convinced he's moved there, is my co-host. It's your boy, SQ, all the way southwest, baby, in Young. Look out. Hopefully this works, but you know, I'm keen to this pod. I thought the Marvel one was great, so I'm looking forward to kind of getting into The Witcher. Yeah, we got some great uh, reviews about our Marvel pod. A few people really liked it. It was a, one of our better pods, I thought. What, what, what is our best pod so far? This is you know season two, I guess, if you like it, because we had a bit of a break over Christmas and New Year's. What's been your favorite pod so far? I mean, we're up Are to we like, I think, this is, I think this is episode 14, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, I think if we're basing it season two, I reckon, I thought the Dragon Ball Z one was pretty good. Mm. I really appreciated that one, but I think the Marvel one probably gets over the line because we did a really good deep dive on that and we had a bit of shocking responses. Some of us weren't expecting what we answered. It was good. Yeah, well, here we are, season two, episode 14, I believe. Um, I hope I'm right on that. Um, I'm doing this, as I said, over Skype, so the pod might sound slightly different today. Uh, Nonetheless, we're here. It's Wednesday night, recording this on the 25th of March, and the world is basically a very crazy place right now, isn't it? Yeah, man, like I'm telling you, this this whole coronavirus, it's gotten a lot worse than I thought it would, and it's kind of made it a bit, you know, kind of a bit, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of... I don't really like sitting at home all day on my own and stuff like that. So I kind of feel like this social distancing thing isn't that great. But, you know, life moves on. You'll try and stay positive. That's why I got a yoga mat. Good man. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, you know, COVID-19. They're saying social distancing, self-isolate yourself. I mean, you're very isolated out and young, obviously. Um, even though I'm not, you know, convinced you live there. I still think you live 10 minutes away in Taraji. I'm because, telling you, man. Because you're back kid. every weekend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, how is it? Cause I mean, in Wollongong, you know, it's really hit home now. Like, you know, a lot of people working from home, you know, throughout Australia as well. Um, you know, several countries now are on complete lockdown, the UK, Germany, New Zealand, I believe they're going into lockdown as well. Australia are yet to do that. But I mean, you were in Wollongong over the weekend um, and now you've supposedly, we'll, we'll say you've moved back to Young. <laughs> How's it compared? Has it been pretty similar from, I mean, you're still in the same state, you're still in New South Wales, but from Wollongong to Young, has there been any big differences with the whole um, social distancing, um, COVID-19 sort of, I, I guess, um, scare? Yeah, so I think, uh, like, good point, like, you know, Obviously, Young's a bit like a small town, so it's a small country town, but it's been pretty similar, man. Like, you know, going to Woolworths, no toilet paper for some reason, that seems to be the most popular item that's not around. Also, you know, the hand sanitizers. Also, you've got the fact that you can't really get much meat at the moment too. I think it's kind of hurting the town a bit because, you know, a lot of businesses have to close down because, you know, this whole issue of, you know, you can't have too many people in the same place. But lucky, they've still got a few kind of cafes open, so you get like your takeaways, which is similar to Wollongong. But it's definitely, you know, it's definitely talked about a lot down here too. So it's definitely hit here as much as I think it's hit Wollongong. And I feel like, you know, 
it's probably going to get worse as it's probably there's been a few cases that are getting closer to young so there's been a few in Wagga there's also been some in Kutamundra so places like that are kind of near young so you know it's, it's kind of a big thing that we're you know self-isolation is probably going to be the go-to soon and obviously for my job it's very difficult as well so but yeah man I think it's been pretty similar yeah, so I mean, for those people who don't know what you do, you're a high school teacher. So, how many kids roughly are in your classes at the moment? Yeah, so uh, so today we had we had 27 percent of the whole school in. Well, uh, and I had a few class. My first class today I had two students in there, which is quite small. Normally, I have about 19 in that class. I also had about five in another bigger class, and then I had pretty much four in another class. So. It's a bit weird because obviously the numbers are definitely down, but it also kind of makes it a bit, a bit easier for the whole social distancing um, threat because, you know, you've got to spread them out a bit more now because there's not as many students around. It's easier to do that, but it's a bit different because it's like, you know, it's still face-to-face for me, but also there's a lot of students at home. So very much I have to kind of, you know, use a lot of online teaching as well, which I do anyway, but now it's definitely starting to go in the direction where we'll be at home soon too and teaching from home on the computer. Yeah, right. So what about um, with your fellow teachers, like your colleagues, when you're in the staff rooms and whatnot? Yeah, so like everyone's still super positive. We all still have a good laugh. You know, we're all doing what we can and we all understand it's a tough situation to be in. But, you know, we're trying to make the most of it, just being safe. And, you know, fingers crossed it starts to die down a bit, but you never know. So we'll see, but you know, staff morale is pretty good at the moment. So hopefully, it stays that way. Yeah, well, let's hope. And I mean, obviously, it's been all over the news. Pretty much every sport right now is either cancelled or postponed. Uh, AFL and the NRL were the last two to go after more international sports such as the NBA, um, European football, uh, etc., were canned. This is a very weird time we live in because this has never happened before. I mean, the Olympics are most likely not going to be happening this year. Uh, the well, Euros. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this is having a huge impact um, in sport, on uh, professional athletes, um, even those people that work with, you know, sporting teams. How does the sporting world bounce back from this? I know, yeah, you know that's doesn't doesn't yeah I don't, yeah that's a great question. It's all like like you said, man. It's been brutal. Like for me anyway, for both of us, like we both love sport, and we can't watch the NBA at the moment. You know, I can't watch the AFL, which is like one of my passions as well. And I think I don't know. If, I think we'll be able to bounce back, but it's got to be brutal, man. Like a lot of people are losing their jobs. You know, a lot of money. You know, just kind of floating away. There's not much money coming in anymore. So I think just overall, it's just kind of NBA. Oh, like you know, NBA is okay, I guess, but like AFL more so in Australia, the funding's not going to be there as much. And then the rugby league as well, they're in trouble too, because you know no one really planned for this, did they? It kind of just all happened at once. Like I mean, I was watching Brisbane Lions on Sunday, and at halftime, the big announcement: all the AFL's been postponed now. So there you go, season done for the time being. So I think it's going to be tough, man. There's a lot of athletes that. You know, can't go to, you know, be in the, you know, the team complex anymore. So they're very much doing it at home. But, you know, I feel like, yeah, it's going to be weird, man. I don't know. What do you reckon? 
Yeah, look, I think it's going to be a long time until we see any live sport, which is tough because, I mean, while self-isolating, while social distancing, you know, staying at home, staying in, the one thing or one release other than, you know, watching TV shows and movies and Netflix, and we'll get to that in a moment, but is sport. I mean, you and I, as, as you said, you know, we consume a lot of sport. Um, we're avid sports fans you know that's what we talk about um you know when we catch up if it's not you know talking about the latest marvel movie we're talking about the nba or the nfl or fantasy football so it's you know been really hard to be you know socially distant from your friends from your family and you know staying within your home and not having that uh outlet that escape from the real world um if if you like by turning on the tv and you know watching an nba game or watching an nbl game or you know and and all the news that's coming out is you know coronavirus related um so it's it's very consuming right now and i feel like the every conversation i've had you know for the last couple weeks pretty much um you know probably 90 percent of the conversations i've had with people um whether that's over the phone or in passing uh it's not so much face-to-face now because of all the restrictions um has been about the coronavirus and COVID-19. And I mean, we had a wedding on our Friday, which was very lucky now because of all the restrictions that come in to, um, for that wedding to actually go ahead, you know, that I guess just made it in, in time. And, and it was a great wedding. And that was so nice because for, you know, however long, four hours, five hours, we were almost in the, because the wedding was, you know, um, obviously what we were completely focused on we didn't think about the coronavirus for, you know, four or five hours. Then it was kind of like the next day you wake up and then we're back in, you know, this world that we're currently living in where the coronavirus dominates the news and it dominates our lives. So that's just one of those things like we're going to have to get used to, you know, hearing and talking about this a lot. And um, yeah, I mean, we don't have that escape for sport now. So, you know, right. we have to turn our attention to reading books, to, um, you know, watching Netflix, watching movies, um, podcasting, listening to podcasts. Yeah, the podcast um, will go on, guys. Don't exactly. Worry. We'll still be here. We'll probably be here more because we have maybe, to be. Yeah, maybe we're extending season two. We might have to. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough times. And I mean, other than, you know, we've spoken about sport, but I mean, you know, other industries such as hospitality, you know, for one, um, you know, I worked in hospitality for many years. I love, uh, you know, you're the same. We love going to cafes, love going to restaurants. Uh, I love my wine. You know, we love our, our craft beers and that industry is getting, you know, really badly hurt right now. Um, because they can't open their doors. And if they can, you know, cafes in particular, it's takeaways and it's not the same experience. You know, we can't go to goodies on a Saturday morning now and sit there and have some toast and, you know, a couple of coffees and, you know, talk shop about uh, the podcast or, you know, about whatever else. Whatever our lives, what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, I really do feel for um, everyone working, especially those people that are, um, well, first of all, you've got the business owners, uh, you know, I feel for them. And then I also feel for casual staff who don't have jobs right now. So, you know, I mean, you and I are quite fortunate that, you know, we've got full-time work and we're still making um, a wage. Um, 
but you know for those people that don't I, I you know heart goes out to you i really do feel for you and you know hopefully we can get through this together and you know my ad- advice and plead would be you know support those local businesses that are still trading in some way or fashion you know uh go get a takeaway coffee uh when you can you know um, for example the the black cockatoo and throsby they were open tonight uh, as a bottle shop rather than you know an actual bar and i just w- went past and bought a four pack of um serpent's kiss so you know Lovely. Do, i saw that on instagram yeah i sent you a photo you know i know you love serpent's kiss so you know support your local businesses and um do what you can because you know, the, the the best way for us to get through this is together, I think. And I think that's a take home message from, you know, everyone when we talk about the coronavirus and getting through it. it it's got to be collectively and, um, you know, we will get through this, but it's, it's going to be a, a tough few months. That's right, man. You're not wrong. So, you know, we've had a bit of a serious conversation, you know, yeah, both, let's both impacting us quite a bit. And I reckon, I think it's time, I reckon, that we bring in those next topics, man. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's take our mind off the coronavirus and talk about things that can do that. And that's streaming television shows. Uh, last week, we talked about Marvel. This week, we want to jump into a show that you and I have both um, thoroughly enjoyed the first season of, and that is The Witcher. Now, for those of you who are looking for a new TV series to watch, um, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, Game of Thrones fan, you're going to like The Witcher, aren't you? I mean, let's just be honest. It's um, it's right up there with Game of Thrones, in my opinion. Um, we've only got one season, so a very small sample size. But I think overall, and pound for pound, it's a, it's a pretty competitive show with some of the big hitters like Game of Thrones, like Vikings, um, etc., what do you think? Where does it sort of stack up? Yeah, so I think uh, for me, I really enjoy it, as you know, because for me, um, before I actually, I like knew of the story way before like, the Netflix show came out. As you know, I've been reading, I've started reading the books, which are really, really interesting. And obviously the real thing that kind of, you know, I love about it was the actual game, which was obviously The Witcher 3 uh, Wild Hunt. And I think that was the first time that I really, really got into it. And then... Kept playing that, as you know, I was like obsessed with it. Uh, and then I was like, you know, I'll get these books. You know, it's similar to Game of Thrones. We both kind of like that fantasy kind of genre. We like to see, you know, people fight epic battles, you know, slaying monsters, fighting humans, all that kind of stuff. We're really into that sort of area. That's like the kind of things that we both enjoy a lot. So I think that really got me going. And then once I knew this Netflix show was coming, I was like, man, I'm so keen for this. Like, I love the movie. I love the books. I love the game. It'll be awesome to see how they portray it on an actual series. And you know what? Overall, I thought the show was really, really good. So I think for me, I think it does. At the moment, it's probably one of my favorite shows out there. And, you know, it kind of sucks that it's been, on, you know, postponed for a little bit. But fingers crossed it comes back soon. But I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I played the game but not as thoroughly as you um like i think i and you know got a few hours into it or whatnot and then for whatever reason i i I stopped playing it which now actually you know since watching the first season i want to you know hunt down a copy of the game and play it um really good man yeah yeah i might have to um but you know, it, it, when the when the show came out and I saw the trailer and all there was hype about it, 
um, especially I think for one one thing that really stood out to me was the sword play in there, like that. Oh, it's, it's epic! It's yeah, really and you know there was all these articles coming about out about how uh, impressive that was going to be. So I was pretty keen to see, and yeah, it didn't disappoint. I mean first episode at the end of the first episode when the witcher just goes you know spoiler alert if you haven't watched it um the witcher just goes absolutely ham on um some uh, men in uh the village village um, yeah it's it's brutal but it's epic and it's everything you want from uh, a, a dungeons and dragons um medieval fantasy, fantasy show um you know and it's it's also like it, it's it's got that bit of um uh like it's not too serious all the time like obviously you know when it comes down to it it's it is a serious show but there is some um some moments in there where you know you laugh and i mean especially particularly um uh, Yaskier. You know, he's a classic. Um, I guess what would you call him? He'd be like the witch's like... He's a jester. He's like the witch's like kind of sidekick. Sidekick, yeah. And, you know, he's got that classic song, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, um, which is banger, awesome. Banger. Absolute banger. Um, so, yeah, it, it's got a bit of bit of both in there, doesn't it? it, it it's a serious, um, you know, show with monsters and... Um, you magic, know, magic um, and dragons, and then but then it's got you know it's got that also that fun uh, humor in there as well. Which works well. Um, who would you be? Because there's lots of cool characters in this show. Who would be some of your favorites? Yeah, so I think for me, uh, I really liked obviously Geralt, obviously Henry Cavill as Geralt, the main character. Yeah, the witch himself. Obviously, I did like Jaxer as even though in the book he's called Dandelion. Oh. Uh, right. but, He's amazing. I think he really helps carry the show as well because obviously, you know, Geralt's that really serious kind of guy and then you've got the funny guy on the side that likes to crack jokes and, like, makes up cool songs. And he's a bit of a damsel in distress even though he's, like, a male and I kind of I find that kind of funny. And, like, in the books as well, he's always got he's always good at cracking jokes. He's always got a bit of humour behind him and I think that really came out with the actor that betrayed him. So I really, really enjoyed that. And, again, obviously, you know, we all love Yennefer. Yennefer's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, like, she's um, a great actress. And her purple eyes, man, like, you just get lost in those eyes. Like, I just find her so fascinating. And they just, every time you saw her, every scene she was in, they just pop and stand out. And you just lock in on her and she's like, you just always focus on what she's doing. So I thought her portrayal was really, really good. Because I obviously love her character in the books and in the game as well. So I thought she did well, the actress who portrayed her as well. So that was probably my main three that I really, really enjoyed. How about yourself? Yeah, I got two and, and you said it there. Um, obviously, um, Jolt, uh, you know, the Witcher himself, um, Superman, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill. Uh, and I actually didn't really like him as Superman. I didn't think yeah. he, like I didn't like the Superman movies and we talked about that last week, Marvel vs. DC. But I think he he played the Witcher really really well, um, nailed it. Um, from you know to the makeup to the look, you know to the silver hair. Um, well, he pulls it off. He 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 did pull it off, um, you know very well. And then Yennefer, I mean, you know, I've got a, I've you know before I you know say how much I love Yennefer, I've got a girlfriend. I love my girlfriend very much. But 
Yennefer. Oh, that's cute. But Yennefer is a babe. <laughs> she is a babe. Let's be that's right. I don't want to say that. I was like, I don't want to be too inappropriate. But yeah, she's a babe. <laughs> no, I'll say it. I mean, uh, she... And it's cool because you get to see her like character development. Um, obviously, you get the... It, it's like goes from the past to the future. Yeah. Past, future. Um, mm-hmm. But you see her and she's, you know, like when she's training to be um, a witch and she's learning how to master her abilities and even just like the makeover she you know when you first see her she's got you know like she's a bit deformed and and then she transforms into this like um you know beautiful like um witch who's just like captivating every time she's on the screen as you said she's got those like crazy eyes um and she's part elf as well which is yeah the cursed blood of the elf yeah that's why she had the the hunchback at the start yeah, and and it's cool because you get to see the witch and her um, share some some moments together, and you know who knows what'll happen in season two because you get a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of end of the um, last episode there. As he um, finally reaches Siri, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned the book. Um, then how does the show? I mean, obviously we've only got one season, but how does the show compare to the book? Yeah, so uh, from, yeah, so like for me, I've I've read the first official book and I'm currently reading the second one. But the show itself was based on the short stories uh, before the actual release of the saga. But based on what I've read so far, it's very it is quite similar. Like you have very much that you know really cool fights, really good battle scenes, a lot of character development throughout each of the chapters as you go through. You also have a lot of point of view chapters, so you get different points of view. So you'll have one with Geralt, then it'll change to Dandelion, then it might change to Ciri, then it might go to Yennefer, it might go to Trish. So you kind of get a mixture of different point of views, similar to the Game of Thrones book. So I think the show did that quite well when they went through, you know, the different storylines, like the flashbacks, the flash forward sort of thing. So that linked in quite well with the actual stories themselves. And again, like I said, the way that Geralt's portrayed in the show is actually very, very well done. Heaps similar to the book. Just his presence, like, in the show, it's just even when you read the book, you can just, when you read it, you're just hooked on him. Any Every scene that he's in, you focus on Geralt because he's a bit of a badass. So I think that was portrayed really, really well. And then also, like I said before, Danny Lyon, he's awesome in the show and he's also really great in the books. He's always cracking jokes. So I think that worked really well. And just like, you know, all the different battles, they're all really, really well done. The witches were good. The only thing that's a bit different that I didn't really like about it was like just in the show, just the character of Trish, she's completely different in the game the books. Like her character is like a lot, she's way more important. She's a lot more interesting. And I just feel like in the show, what let it down a bit for me as a, like a fan of the books was just the fact that I feel like she was a bit underused. I didn't really like how they portrayed her. It was very different to what I was expecting. And also the fact like in the actual books that I've been reading, Siri's a lot older. But obviously in the show, she's obviously quite young. So I feel like it. she, again, is underused as well because I feel like in the story she's way better because she's, she's a bit older and she's like a heaps good warrior. And you get a bit more backstory about her powers and stuff like that. But other than that, though, like, I think it's done quite well. I'm not hating on it. I really enjoyed it and I'm keen for season two. Yeah, so am I. And the sad sort of story about season two is it's it's not coming out until 2021. Um, yeah. And I mean, who knows now even if it will come out in 2021 because, yeah. you know, COVID-19 might slow down the release of that as we've seen with, as we talked about last week, um, 
uh, Black Widow has been delayed. So hopefully we don't get too many delays um, on The Witcher because I'm really excited to see what happens in season two. I was just going to ask you there with, you know, you got the show, you got the book, you've got the game. If you had to pick one as your favorite, what would you go with? Oh, so for me, I'd probably 100% say the game because okay. obviously I play that a lot more and I've only just started the books. So I feel like as I go through the books, I think this, you know, self-isolation might be all right for me. I might be able to just get the books out as I've got the second and third one to read. So I'm reading the second one. So I think for me, yeah, my favorite one is probably the game. Just because, man, like I love just how in the game itself you get all the different story. Like you, it's like all these different missions. So you got to make choices. You got to do all different kind of things, and the choices that you make it impacts the whole story. So the story is always changing. So I think for me so far, the game's probably my favorite because it's like you know, open world role play, love that kind of stuff. Similar to WoW, as you know, we both love WoW. Yeah. No, I love like in the game itself. You have like a talent tree, so you can level up and you can you can like you know specialize in certain powers and armor you want to wear. So I think the game gives you a lot more, a lot more to work with, if you know what I mean. So I feel like the game kind of gives you more of a yeah you know you can choose what to do and all that kind of stuff, and you get a bit of everything in there. So for me, I'd say it's probably the game at the moment. Yeah, cool. And with the books, how do you, because I haven't read the books, you know, I've only seen the show and played a very little bit of the game. Yeah. But how do the books compare to uh, Game of Thrones in terms of consuming them? Like, is it, is it an easy read or is it, you know, is it a, a bit tough to get through? Um, does it sort of start and captivate you straight away or do you sort of have to read in a little bit until you, you know, you get really um, roped in? Yeah, so, yeah, great question. So, I think for me, personally, from when I started reading them, I pretty much got into it straight away just because of the background I had about the game and all the research that I did on the books before I got them. So, for me, I was hooked straight away. But I could see if someone that hasn't really played the game as much, it does start a little bit slow, but as you give it a bit more time, you really, really get into it, and then you kind of get that Game of Thrones annoyance where you got a good chapter about John, and then suddenly it, changed, it stops and you got Sansa again. So it kind of changes to different characters. It's like, oh, man, I kind of want to see what Geralt's doing. You know, I want to see what Yennefer's doing. And you got to kind of read a bit more to get back to them. So I think that also helps the book too because, you know, you've just read a really good chapter about Geralt, but now you got to get through another one to get back to him. So I was like, oh, I've got to get through this. But for me, I, I like them. They're really enjoyable. They're easy to read. They're not very long either. The first book's only like 380-odd pages, so... It's really not that long. And the Game of Thrones book's obviously a lot longer. But I think for me, you have to start reading the books, but for me, I think I got straight into it though. Yeah, well, I think that's something I'm going to be doing um, while we're self-isolated and staying at home is getting into the books. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you about The Witcher was it about the IMBD rating. I want to know if you think overrated, underrated, properly rated. So, The Witcher has got an 8.3 out of 10 on IMBD. What do you reckon? Underrated, overrated, properly rated? I think that's tough. I think I'm going to say it's probably properly rated just because I think with the actual show, I know for me uh, when I first started watching it, it was a little bit confusing and it kind of jumps between different kind of backstories and time periods. 
So I think for me it's probably, yeah, I reckon it'd be about 8.3. But I honestly think it has the potential to get right way up there though. But I think for me it's probably properly rated. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think properly rated as well. I think 8.3 is pretty accurate. I mean, maybe a little bit underrated and you could probably push it to an 8.5. Um, but well, I think, well, the last few episodes are awesome, so yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty accurate score. Um, yeah, and it's a show that I'll definitely be tuning into come season two, hopefully in 2021. But I mean, as I said, who knows? Now, Quinny, I want to move on a little bit from The Witcher. And oh, I was going to ask you one more thing. Oh, about no, you, hit, you hit me, you hit me, you hit me. What do you, what do you I was going to say, um, how did you feel about that whole idea of the lore of the surprise concept do you think it was a cool idea or what do you reckon to be honest it, like now that i i sort of get it i thought it was pretty cool but throughout the show i it took me a while to actually get exactly what was going on with the law of surprise yeah to be honest um i mean you probably know better than me for those who don't know as, as listeners explain that just briefly um because I found it a little bit, well, while I was watching it, I found it was uh, a little bit hard to understand and um, grasp while I was watching the show. Yeah, so, yeah, fair enough. So, it's pretty much, it's just like an old school custom and kind of, it's all about like a law that dictates like, if you save somebody, then they kind of owe you something, they have to offer you something in return for that for saving them. So let's say you save someone, then you must say, all right, well, you owe me a lot of surprise now, so if I ever need you again, you have to give me what I want sort of thing. So the way it works is it can be between unknown parties, like whoever calls it, it works, and then you can literally claim anything you want. So it could be, you know, all right, law of surprise, your firstborn baby is going to be mine or something, yeah. you know, something like that. So it's kind of just like a sort of, you know, I've done something for you now, it's you have to do something for me in return, and you can't. You can't say no because if you say no, then you have obviously a problem. So it's kind of like an old school custom. I don't know, does that make sense? It does. It does, and I think you did a good job explaining it, which um, you did a very, very good job because it took me a little while in the show to exactly grasp what they meant by that. But um, yeah, I think for the listeners, you've done a really good job there explaining it. So yeah, if you haven't watched The Witcher, um, I'd highly recommend it. Awesome show. Um, I'm going to read the books myself and I'm actually going to try to hunt down the game and get into Do it because it, um, I just finished uh, Fallen Order uh, Star Wars. So I mean, I've got Dragon Ball Z Kakarot to, to oh, really, Kakarot, to really Kakarot, jump into. Um, and I know you're playing that right now and enjoying it. I'm getting lots of um, photos sent to me. So I'm pretty keen to jump into that. But, um, you know, which is obviously something we really recommend our listeners streaming while we're self-isolated. But yeah. I want to go through, you know, maybe let's let's give five shows each just off the top that um, we would recommend streaming while we're self-isolated. Um, how about you go first? So five Ooh. shows, no particular order. I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. Um, yeah, that's all right. Maybe maybe some shows that people might not know of, like you know, don't you know, give the really obvious shows, but maybe some shows that um you really enjoy that um someone out there might not um, have already watched, or you yeah, know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be new. It could be an old show that you you know recommend. Yeah, any shows I like. So Netflix. So we're going. No, it doesn't on have to be your favorite shows either. Just like just, you know. yeah. All right. So all right. I'll have a obviously quick. obviously shows you like, but you know what I yeah. mean. Alright, so a few for you guys to think about are The Blacklist, 
Really, really good show starring James Spader. I mentioned him in the Marvel Universe pod. That's a really cool, interesting show. So if you're into kind of like, you know, government conspiracies, hunting down people that are wanted and stuff like that, the blacklist is really good. Also, Ozark. I don't know if you've heard about it. Ozark's really, really good. I've not yet watched Ozark. You should, man. Like, Ozark's really, really good. And season three comes out this week. So the new season is going to be released this week, which is amazing. So Ozark is definitely a must for me. Make sure you get into that. Also, Arrow, old school. Yeah, nice. Arrow, old school DC show. I really, really enjoyed Arrow. So I would recommend you get into that. You know what? I've got a guilty pleasure one that's super random, but I really enjoyed it. Sabrina, the Sabrina show. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, and another one I'm going to go with. I feel like I've probably forgotten something, but I'm going to say Sex Education. I've only just started <laughs> watching nice, it. Nice. And I really, really enjoy it. I've only just started watching it. Oh, actually, an Altered Carbon as well. Oh, sorry. I did six, but, you know, that's, no, that's fine. they're that's the fine. ones I'll be recommending. Sorry, bro. Yeah, it's nice. raw. I like it. Well, I was going to actually say here's my first one, Sex Education. So, um, yeah, where, where are you up to in Sex Education? Uh, I'm up to episode three. Okay, nice. So, you know. I started watching it and then I'm up to season two of Altered Carbon, which is really good. Yeah, nice. Um, it's got our man well, Falcon in, in there right. as well. So, yeah, okay. I like it. I'm going to have to... There's a few shows there I haven't watched, so I'm going to have to get into those. Do six, We can pod about... All right, so I'm going to go with um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, the new that's you know been a show that's been around for ages. Larry David, of course. Um, a lot of... If you like Seinfeld, you're going to love it because it's basically just a, a more crass, rude version of Seinfeld um, with Larry David playing himself. Um, a new season just came out not that long ago. Um, they're pretty deep. They're like 10 seasons or something in right now. Um, you even get a Seinfeld reunion um, yeah. in there, which is cool. So Curvy Enthusiasm, I'm catching up um, and you know, re-watching um, some episodes there for the new season. Uh, another show I really liked, and I haven't seen the most recent series, which I believe just came out. Uh, I could be wrong. It might have come out a little while ago now, but um, starring my boy Idris Alba is Luther. Oh, that's a good show. I started watching that. Yeah, really cool show shot in... Uh, it's a BBC show, so it's um, got that very British vibe to it. Uh, nice. Very dark. Um, I, I really like Idris Alba. Um, so that's a show that I would definitely recommends uh, another one staying in london and i think i might have mentioned this on a podcast we did way back was uh top boy um which, oh, yeah, I this one. yeah really cool yeah. show like it, I mean, if you like the the uh, british sort of um culture and if you like the you know sort of grime culture of london um you're gonna like it um uh, a, a lot so that's a show definitely i mean kano's in there for one uh, you know a, a very popular grime artist so it, it, it sort of just follows like gangs um of london i guess um but it's a pretty cool show too drake picked up the second season as well so he helped that nice. um come to light so that's a show i would definitely watch uh something else i'm going to say and that goes back to last uh podcast is just re-watching the marvel movies Going back oh, from nice. the start, going to Iron Man 1 and watching it in order. I mean, if you just Google like um, Marvel Universe order, it'll show you which movie to watch in you know the particular sequence that sets it up for Endgame at the end. Um, so I actually just finished Endgame, like literally like on the weekend. So I did a full 
rewatch of the whole um, Infinity Saga, which was awesome. And in watching it in that order is really cool, especially with those cutscenes that we spoke about or you spoke about um, last week on the pod. So yeah. I would, I'd watch Marvel, uh, definitely. So I think that's five for me. So oh. six, another one. Six, one. <laughs> uh, six show I would say to watch if you haven't already would be... Oh, man, there's, there's so many um, out there to pick from. But I would say a show... Oh, I'd want to try to pick something that maybe people haven't really watched before. You're stolen. Look, I'm, I'm going to say... I'm stalling. I'm going to say Mandalorian if you haven't checked out Mandalorian on nice. Disney+. Plus. I mean, you know, we've spoken about that on the podcast many times yeah. before. Um, you know, it's probably a bit more mainstream, but if you like Star yeah, Wars, if you've got Disney+, Plus, if you've got Disney+, Plus and you haven't watched it, you're kidding yourself. Like that should be one of the oh, first yeah. shows you watch. So... That's going to be my six. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about, Quinny, was any yeah. books. Obviously, you, you spoke about The Witcher. Any other yeah. books? You don't have to give five, maybe just whatever comes to you. Any books you'd recommend people to, to read? Well, books or podcasts, like podcasts outside of... Um, obviously, they're going to be listening to the Sizzle and Quinny podcast, but... Outside of that, maybe give me like uh, one or two books and one or two podcasts. Books, I'll try my best. Um, I'll say Witcher is one. Yeah. Good book. Um, also, there's a book called, oh, what's it called now? Uh, Ice Station by, what's his name? Famous Australian author. Uh, what's his name? G- give me a sec. Matthew Riley. So any Matthew Riley books, really. He's an Australian author. And the first book I read of his one is Ice Station. It's really, really cool, really interesting. It's like a thriller sort of novel. Okay. So but heaps of action in there. Okay, cool. So it's called Ice Station. Yeah. yeah I have to put so that on the list. I would say Ice Station. Easy read, long what, read. Yeah, what's that? Easy read, super easy read. Really interesting. Like the main character is called Scarecrow. That's his nickname. Cool. He's got really cool, like, Badass Sonny's on, like he's like a marine sort of type, type person. Yeah, that's nice. really really good. So that would be my second book. I mean, that's what I'm after. Um, I also, want, I want some short reads because I'm I'm reading Game yeah. of Thrones. I'm going back and I'm reading Game of Thrones, so I want something I can throw in there that's like a bit easier to complement get the the um length of Game of Thrones, I guess. Yeah, so I'd say definitely Ice Station, Matthew Riley, any of his books. He's kind of got like. A scarecrow saga so there's all different books based on that character and the first one he appears in is called ice station it's really really good easy to read um podcasts obviously sizzle and quinny podcast obviously the rebranded uh quinlay show yep um i'll tell you what i'm obsessed with shout out to chris stringer case file man yeah that's good i've been listening to case file i listen to like the jonestown like story like the you know the massacre there I looked at the Ivan the Lats ones. Like I've been listening to some really interesting podcasts, so that one's really cool. So there's heaps on there, though. There's heaps and heaps and heaps. And then obviously the Rewatchables is really good. And the Bill Simmons, like you know, all the Bill Simmons podcasts, really. They're probably the ones I'd recommend. How about you? Yeah, cool. I'm actually going to go with um, for a book. 
the podfather himself. Uh, I'm going to go with his, well, actually, I'll, I'll give you a book and a podcast. Um, so, The Book of Basketball Ooh. by Bill Simmons, the actual book version, which he released um, a few years ago. Um, and also, he's got a podcast, which is The Book of Basketball 2.0. So, instead of releasing the second book of basketball, he's done it as a podcast uh, format. So, uh, if you're a basketball enthusiast, if you're a basketball historian, um, you know, definitely read both of those. He breaks down like moments. Um, he breaks down. Uh, he has like a pyramid of who he think are the be- who he thinks are the best players. Um, and the podcast is great. Who are they? Uh, I mean, you know, you've got some of the like, obviously. I mean, there's there's different like sort of tiers to the pyramid. Um, so you know, obviously at the like the tier top, one. Yeah, it's a tier one. You've got like um, your Michael Jordans um, and like your your Wilts, um, your Bill Russell, um, uh, and like I think there's, I think he has like ninety ninety six players or something in it. Um, but I think no, like his right. top his top five um, is like Larry Bird, Magic, Kareem, Bill Russell, and Jordan. I think, um, and then like That's in a like. Good yeah, I mean Kobe, like for example, comes in at, like he's in the top ten still. Tim Duncan's in the top ten. Um, LeBron, LeBron isn't in the top ten for the oh, book. Wow. For the book, he's not. But that was done in two thousand and ten. Oh, earlier though. So it, it's. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I think if you redid the book, it would be uh, LeBron would be you know probably top five. Um, but yeah, the podcast I haven't gotten you know I haven't listened to all the episodes, but he he really lives like. Um, certain moments uh he, he talks there's a lot of like what ifs in there he gets oh, cool. guests on like steve nash is on to talk about the phoenix and their run and why they could never win a championship um uh, and you know it, it's just great so if you love basketball you love history of the nba that's definitely a good book and podcast yeah i listened um, to the steve nash one it was awesome yeah that was a great pod um talks about the iconic robert ohori elbow oh sorry um uh Shoulder, shoulder, I should say. Um, yeah, so that would be both a podcast and a book recommendation. I nice. give. Um, I'd also give a recommendation for if you haven't already read it, and it's a pretty like famous book, especially if you're into like um, spirituality and like wellness. Is the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and that's like just about living in the moment. And I think that's like a pretty um, good book for the times we live in. Um, to, you know, make the most of every moment sort of thing. It's a pretty easy read and it really does make you think about your life um, and really value every every second you have. So that would be another book recommendation I would have. My podcast nice. um, library is quite extensive. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Case Files <laughs> is a great one. Um, you obviously mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. the Susan Quinney podcast. Um, that's a good one too. Um, but if I was to give it a, a couple more, I would probably say I'm quite liking at the moment um, All the Smoke um, by, it's got Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Yeah. They get um, just like ex-players on and, and because they're like, you know, they're thugs, like they're just, they t- call it how it is, um, no nonsense type of dudes and it's just a fun podcast. Also in the world of basketball, I really like the JJ Reddick podcast. Um, also under the Bill Simmons, um, the the Ringer Podcasting Network, that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, Binge mode. 
and yeah binge mode of course but probably one of my favorite podcasts and this is probably one of the most popular podcasts out there is the joe rogan experience i mean that's pretty oh, everyone's on that one yeah everyone's on that but i mean it's just so good because he just pumps out so much content and yeah. he has awesome guests on interesting people from all walks of life um uh, especially now he's had some really interesting people talking about COVID 19 so yeah, I've heard it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, that's books, it's streaming. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we've hit hit all our points tonight, Quinny. You, you know, this, I we're, we're, a deep dive on a bit of everything. Yeah, we're coming up to about 45 minutes for the pod. Lovely. Uh, anything else you want to mention, you want to say before we call it um, quits for tonight? Oh, mainly just like everybody out there, just, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, you know, do what you can. It's not the end of the world. Just like, you know, take your time, let it all sink in and just really enjoy life. Like I said before, like take every day, like, you know, just get into it. Don't hold back sort of thing. But other than that, man, you know, that's it. Yeah. Likewise, everyone out there um, listening, be smart, you know, stay safe, wash your hands, do all the right things um, that you need to do to avoid, um, you know, coming in contact with this deadly virus. Um yeah, social distancing, um, self-isolation, all those type of things. Um, but at the same time, while you're doing those things, stay in contact with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Because I think community, you know, that community might be virtually or it might be over text or whatnot is going to be pretty important to get us through this tough time. So, sure. you know... Um, Reach. Yeah. Everyone out there, just, um, you know, keep keeping on because we'll, we'll get through this and it might take some time. But... Um, will be stronger uh, once we do. So we're definitely going to still be here putting out podcasts um, for you. So yeah, keep listening. I don't know what, we're do- what we've got planned for our next episode, but we do have a lot of ideas. We're gonna, I think we're going to try to get a Ben Stiller deep dive done sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I was even thinking of Harry Potter one. Oh yeah, Harry Potter. Um, we're on Instagram now as well. So um, Sizzle and Quinny, you can look us up and... If you have any suggestions, just shoot us a DM or you can shoot myself one personally, Samuel Finlay on Instagram. What's what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Squinny91. Yep. So you can hit up Quinny as well. Or if you just see us, you probably won't see us that much now because the self-isolation, social distancing. But yeah, hit us up. We're happy to talk about whatever. Um, Obviously, pop culture and sports is kind of our thing, but you know, we'll do a deep dive on whatever. So yeah, Um, until next time. Well, no, no, before I say that, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mother, tell your cousin, tell your aunt, your uncle, your nephew, grandparents, your grandparents. Tell everyone. Tell everyone young, Quinny. You better be telling everyone young about this podcast. I'm spreading the, I'm spreading the word, man. Susan Quinny podcast. I want you hot. I want you uh, dropping leaflets on like people's doorsteps. With, like, Don't the worry, man. I've already got printing right now, bro. Don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Good to hear. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, until next time, we'll be seeing you. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. See you. And hopefully this. <laughs> Woo!